John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Good morning. Great to see you all this morning. And it's, uh, it's wonderful to be back here at Lum. It's surprising how much uh, this church has in common with our church. I heard that you said that uh, in the notices on Wednesday you're having a deacons meeting to think about getting a new minister. We've just got a new minister. I'd recommend that you should get one. It's really worth having. On the 22nd of July last year, something very significant happened. Can anybody remember what it is? The significant what thing was that I was here last speaking on the 22nd of July, actually. <laughs> Can anybody remember what I spoke about? Fantastic. Give that lady a £5 note after the end of the service. Yeah, I shared with you about my horrendous journey to Manchester and how my navigational skills are absolutely rubbish and I got terribly lost for all sorts of different reasons. And then I said that uh, my family bought me a GPS and it totally changed my life. And I brought brought three principles out of the GPS uh, system that, you know, it helps us before we go on a journey, it helps us prepare. And I talked about that as Christians, we need to be prepared for each day with God. And we do that by spending some time with God. And then I said we need to plan our journey. And we need to plan for the unexpected because unexpected things happen in our lives uh, and we need to plan for the unexpected. And the third point that I'm sure you all remember was that we need to persist. We need to carry on. So that was the, that was the first part of the message. I'm going to give you the second part. So you've all been eagerly waiting for 12 months, haven't you, for this? No. Okay. This, this message this morning is about encouragement. And I want to encourage you this morning. So maybe you, you can turn the person to the left and the right and say, you look like you need some encouragement. <laughs> we all need encouragement, don't we? Uh, I was reading some statistics. A recent survey said that uh, people being off work, 39% was due to stress. 39% of the reasons that people were off work were through stress. That's a big number. I wonder if you feel stressed this morning. Hopefully you won't feel stressed uh, as I try to encourage you in your walk with God. And you know, as we as we go on the journey, and this is the, my message part two about our journey with God, because I said uh, last time, we're on a journey, and it's a journey with all sorts of things that happen on that journey. And uh, as we go on that journey, we, we must not remember, we must always remember there is an end to the journey. And, and Peter and his family are going to remember that later on today but we we must never lose sight of our destination because one day we're going to be in heaven aren't we but in the meantime we're on this journey Billy Graham said this my home is in heaven I'm just travelling through this world but we want our travel through this world to be significant important and it wants to be user friendly and we want to show to the world that our journey in our life because God's in it is different but we don't just want to focus on the end product. We want to make sure our journey is good. Otherwise, we're of no earthly use. 
And sometimes, you know, when you go on a journey, if you go with children, they just can't wait to get to their destination. Yeah, anybody had that? Anybody had that situation, that frustration? And, and sometimes, if you're like me, they want to use the loo, they want to stop, and, they, and it'll say, service is one mile. And how many people have decided that you're not going to stop there, you're going to go for the next 20th? <laughs> 20 miles away. For some reason, in our heads, we just think that's going to shorten the journey, but it doesn't because the stop time is just the same. So I've got a little clip, if it works, from one of my favourite films, just to remind us about our journey. I guess anybody who's been on a journey with children can uh, relate to that. Are we there yet? We just want to get there. But you know, as our Christian journey can sometimes be tricky, I think God wants us to enjoy that journey. And in fact, I know he does. And if this clicker works, I'm sure it will do. The technology at long is second to none. Enjoy the journey. Our, our reading was John 10.10. 10. And it said, God wants us not just to have life, but have it in abundance. And you know, as Christian people, we should set the standard of abundant life. Wide open spaces mean wide open fun. And I wonder if your journey is fun at the moment. It might not be. And things happen, and it spoils our journey. But I believe God wants us to have a journey that's meaningful. Somebody once said, if you haven't got any wrinkles... You haven't laughed enough. So I can see looking around, there's quite a lot of laughers in this church. And you're probably looking at me and thinking, you've over laughed. So how do, how do we make our journey, this journey to eternity, that God takes us along, interesting? Well, sometimes we've got to do things differently than what we've done before. And you know, none of us really like change. Have fun along the way. You know, in Christian circles, sometimes people are frightened of having fun because it's it's not scriptural to have fun. But God wants us to be people of life, an abundant life. It says, as I read, that we read earlier, I have come that may have life and have it to its full. Life and life to the full. In order to do that, there are certain things that has to happen in our lives. And one of the things is this. We need to take people on the journey with us. I don't know if you've ever been out on a big expedition with church or whatever, and you all meet at a certain point, and you all have cars, and you all say, right, who wants to come with me? And sometimes somebody says, nobody. So if nobody wants to come with you on your journey, in your car, in your life, maybe we need to ask ourselves some questions. Why? There's a lady at our church... Um, who used to say, nobody ever speaks to me. But she was always the first to go after the end of the service. And you know, if there's no, if people aren't in our lives, maybe we need to ask ourselves why. But we all need people in our lives. This is my quote, actually. I haven't copied this from anybody, so you might want to write it down, because I think it's pretty good. <laughs> it's not the car you drive or the journey. It's who you choose to have in the car with you for your journey. We all need people in our lives. Christianity is meant to be shared. We need people in our lives and we have to invest in people if we want people to invest in us. If you think back to the story of uh, Moses in Exodus, Moses' father-in-law was called Jethro 
And he realized that Moses was getting worn and worn down. And he started watching what Moses was doing. Now, the, the approximation is that Moses was in charge for, for over a million people. That's a lot of people. I don't know what you, you do as a job, but I guess you're not in charge of a million people. But Moses was obviously a great leader. A bit like Donald Trump, I suppose. Only with the brain. And as, But don't worry, we're going to get a good leader, aren't we, Boris? Yeah, okay, moving on. Anyway, Moses was, was really getting a bit stressed out. And, and Jethro, his father-in-law, said, Moses, you're getting stressed out. And the reason is you're trying to do it all on your own. You need people to help you. And you know, one of the things that can spoil our Christian journey and our Christian walk with God is that we try to do too much on our own. We don't get people involved with us. We don't get people to help us. I've got a friend at church. Yes, I have a friend. Uh, and he doesn't like driving on his own. But if, he, if he's got somebody in the car with him, he will drive anywhere. And, you know, I think it's a bit like that as Christians. We just need people. When we're going through stuff, we need people in our lives. And we need to be in people's lives as well in order to help them. And we need to be investing in people who are going to add value to our lives. We all have people that we need to support and encourage and help. But we need people in our lives who are going to help us. People who can support us. People who've been on that journey before. And if uh, I remember once my reputation goes before me I went on holiday with a few people and each day we decided who would take the lead road lead car to whichever way we were going and it became my turn and within a mile we were lost so I got sacked off that and we need to follow people who know where they're going we need to look out for people who are going to set, this, uh, set the example people who we can trust people who trust in God and we all have friends who aren't Christians. There's nothing wrong with that. But we need Christian friends who are going to support us and help us. And the other thing that can hinder our journey... I don't know what your car looks like when you're going on holiday. Then maybe yours look like Peter that did it sometime when you were taking all the kids. Uh, but if we've got too much stuff going on in our lives, we've no room for people. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried to contact people and spend some time with people and they just say, oh, I can't do it this week because I've got this, this and this. And sometimes we need to get rid of some stuff that's going on in our lives. We have too much stuff to get people in the car. And if we want to be people, if we want to be people friendly, we've got to get rid of some stuff. We've got to have room for people. And we need to take a break. Sometimes, you know, the Christian life can be very demanding. And we feel guilty if we take a break. We shouldn't do. God created the world in six days and he had a day off. So I'm sure we're entitled to some time off occasionally. We need to take a break. Not always rushing around. You know, I know some Christians, bless them, and they just never stop. They never stop, but they're not going to last the journey unless they take a break. They're going to get burnt out. The best way to treat stress is to prevent it happening in the first place. And we all need to have a look at ourselves. And sometimes we need to maybe have a word with somebody else and say, look, you were doing too much. You need to back off. You need to be careful. How are you doing on your journey? Our time is in God's hands. And he gives us all the same amount of time each day, each year, each month. And we've got to manage it. We've got to use it well. And if we get ourselves stressed up because we're doing too much, that's not honouring God. 
And we might need to make changes in our life. And we, we, you know, Christian people don't like change, do we? We like to do the things that we've always done. Uh, and we like to like, rely on ourselves. And sometimes we need to take, uh, pray for courage to take a step out of the situation. And maybe it's time that somebody else did that job. Maybe it's time that we went to the other side or did something different. And you know, the Christian life, even though it's a journey and it's a tough journey, I believe God always has a purpose for us. He never wants us to completely retire, but he wants us to use our time wisely. And the other thing that can hinder our Christian journey is looking back. Sometimes we spend too much time looking back at what happened in the past. Thinking about the things that happened 5, 10, 15 years ago. Maybe it was good stuff when we want that back. Or maybe it was bad stuff that's just affecting our distance. You know, if you keep looking in the mirror as you're driving along, sooner or later, that's going to happen. We're going to crash and burn. We've got to keep looking forward. We learn from the past, and occasionally you've got to... As you're driving, you've got to glance in the mirror and you've got to look back. And it's important is that. But if we spend too much time looking back, we'll find ourselves in trouble. Again, thinking about the people of Israel as they were going through with Moses, they started grumbling. And they said, it would have been better if we'd have died in Egypt. Why did we move? Wouldn't it have been better if we'd have stayed? And you know, the past isn't always better. Sometimes we think it is because we remember the good stuff. And there is good stuff. But whatever is past, is past and we need to look forward. If we want to enjoy our journey with God, we've got to look forward. Moses thought that what had happened in his life, if you remember he murdered somebody, would disqualify him from being a leader and using him in God's service. But that didn't happen because God's grace gets us back to where we were before. God's grace is so wonderful but it sustains us and it wipes out anything that we've done wrong in the past if we come to him with humility. Philippians 3.13 says this, and maybe this is a word for somebody this morning. I only got it this morning, so maybe it is. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind me and straining forward to what is ahead. And maybe that's a word for somebody this morning. You've got to forget what what happened in the past and you've got to go forward on your journey with God. We all make mistakes, we all do things wrong. But with God's grace, we can move on. People will let us down. I know I said earlier we need people in our lives. We We do. And they will let us down, but we need to forgive them. We need to be gracious. And just because something's happened in the past that has upset us, it shouldn't stop us from moving forward and keeping going. Just because I had a horrendous uh, journey um, to Manchester several years ago, it didn't stop me driving. I still get lost occasionally, but it hasn't stopped me driving. Some people don't like driving in the dark or in the rain. Well, don't go out when it's dark, but don't let it stop you moving. We can't allow our past failures or our past mistakes to prevent us moving on. We've got to learn from it. And we gather wisdom. Everything that happens to us usually is for a reason. And because of that, we can uh, help other people. I said earlier, didn't I? We have people with us on the journey. And we need people, not just family. Because some people's family live a long way off. Some people's family die. So we need people in our lives. And we need to think how we can invest in getting people in our lives. 
maybe we need to make the first move, open our home up, invite people around for a meal, but do something to get people involved in us in some way. Defeats or mistakes are not really defeats, they're just delays. Maybe a, de- a temporary detour. Sometimes my sat nav will take me to places that are just, you know, I've put their own postcode in and I've got to get a slight detour. But we usually get there. We usually get there. And just because you had a mishap, you don't stop driving. And just because something went wrong in your Christian walk with God or you felt God let you down or he didn't answer the question or he didn't answer the prayer, we've got to still keep going. We can ask him these things later when we get to heaven. But God wants us to keep going and enjoying our journey with him. To begin a new chapter with God, we've got to move on from the past one. We've got to turn the page. And it's amazing what God can do with broken lives and broken pieces. He can put them back together. Our God is an amazing God and he wants the best for us. And whatever that means. I don't know if anybody... Anybody suffer from road rage? No, you're Christians. You never get mad at other people cutting in front of you, do you? No. You know, if we get annoyed every time somebody does something wrong in a car, we'd get annoyed a lot, wouldn't we? You know, because we're all perfect drivers because we're Christians and we pray before we go out, don't we? I never cut in front of people again in the wrong lane, do I, dear? So because I want people to forgive me, I tend not to blast at other people. And it's the same with the Christian life, isn't it? We can easily get wound up as Christians. People can do something that can be very, very annoying. But God tells us we've just got to forgive. We've just got to forgive. And in the same way that we forgive other people, God will forgive us. The Apostle Paul made a lot of mistakes, if you read in the New Testament. He made a lot of mistakes. He did a lot of things wrong. And sometimes he went into a situation and sorted it out. And other times, he just left it with God. And you know, sometimes, things happen in our lives and we've just got to leave it. We do not need to sort everything out. If we try to sort everything out, our journey with God, we'll get frustration and we'll lose that joy. We won't enjoy the journey. And also, when you're driving in a car, if you're looking in the mirror, there's what they call blind spots. You know what a blind spot is? Somebody can creep up on the inside. These cyclists, bless them creep up on the inside and go, on, go, on turn straight, go straight on when you want to turn left. Any cyclists here? Yes, okay. God bless you, brother. <laughs> <coughs> but we have blind spots, and what, what I mean by that is sometimes we're so busy looking at other people's faults and criticising our churches that we forget that we're not perfect. We get things wrong. And we can be very, we can be uh, accused of the very thing that we're accusing other people of. So we need to pray for God's grace. We need to pray for God to help us on our journey. If we want to enjoy this journey, and God wants us to enjoy that journey, because Jesus said, I want them to have abundant life. The things that draws people to church, you know, is not necessarily the worship team, the, the music, the preaching. It's looking at people's lives and seeing something that they want. They can see that you've got something that you're enjoying in your life. There's so much sadness in the world, so much depression and stress. As I alluded to before, people need to see there is an alternative. And Christians should be the most joyous people in the world. Because we've got not only our hope in heaven, but we've got God with us every step of the way.
I did a rough calculation, you won't like this, but we're approximately halfway between Christmas this year and Christmas last year. You know, you don't want to, I don't want to think about Christmas either at this time of the year. But you, you can't think about journeys without thinking about Christmas. Well, I can't. And uh, Joseph and Mary's uh, journey to Bethlehem. And the wise men, there was on a journey as well. And, uh, you know, if you do research, and I'm sure you do, that people think they, they came overnight, but it probably took them several months to get there without a sat-nav. <laughs> I'd still be going if it were me. Uh, but they got, they got to Bethlehem and they found Jesus. But I think one thing that helped them is that they had people with them. They had people with them on that journey. And we need people in our lives. But you know, when we think about Christmas as well, the longest journey ever recorded by man, the longest journey in history, was the journey that Jesus took from eternity to earth. The distance from the throne of heaven to being in a manger, that's the biggest distance anybody's ever travelled. And God removed the, uh, the robe of light off him, if you like, and surrapped him in human skin, surrounded him in human skin. The light of the universe coming down, all that journey, entering into a dark, wet womb. As we read scripture, we find that Jesus came and he was on a mission. And his mission was to bring light and joy and forgiveness to the world. But he embraced everything that the world had without falling into sin. Now when I'm saying enjoy the journey, that doesn't mean to say we can literally do whatever we want. Jesus enjoyed life. He went to weddings and parties and banquets, yet without sin. His journey was built totally on love, grace and forgiveness. And if we can build our life and our journey with God on love, grace and forgiveness, people outside will be drawn to us. We are all evangelists in the fact that people look at us and they want to see answers. They're not interested that you went to church. They're interested in what you were doing tomorrow and how you caught with that bereavement, how you caught with that job loss, how you caught with stress at work. That's how we portray Jesus to the world, by showing that we are different and that we've got abundant life. And that when we come to church and when we leave church, people can tell by our faces that we've been somewhere special. And then when they see us on Monday morning, when everybody else is getting stressed, they should be able to see within us and in a peace. Our journey with God wants to be special. He wants us to have abundant life. He didn't want to endure this life to eternity. He wants us to have life in all its fullness. And in that, as I've said before, we need to have people. We need to forgive things that's gone on in the past. And we need to start and maybe turn over a new page. I'm going to pray now. I guess that's all I want to say. And I'm going to suggest that you just think about any situation in your own life that you are struggling with. Now, I haven't got the answers, but Jesus has. And that he will give you peace about your journey. Maybe it's something that you need to do new. Maybe your journey has got stale. Maybe that life has gone out of your journey. Maybe you need to make an effort to connect with somebody. Maybe you need people in your life. Maybe you need to be in somebody else's life to help them make a difference. Maybe you need to forgive something that you've been carrying around for years 
and years that you've been, you keep looking back and God's saying to you maybe this morning, give over looking back. Let it go. Let it go. If you want this abundant life, you have to let go of that thing, whatever that thing is. And you've got to move on with me. Let's just pray. Father, we do thank you that you want us to have abundant life. We thank you that life with you is a journey. A journey that you want us to enjoy. But Lord, you've put things in place. You want us to be with people. You want us to support people and you want people to support us. You want us to forgive the past. Maybe you want us to do something new. But we thank you, Lord. In you, we can make a difference and we can show to the world what the Christian life really is. It's not about what we don't do, but about what we do. So, Father, help us. Take us on this journey. Be with us. Help us to know that you are there with us. Strengthen us and equipping us. Right from tomorrow, Lord, may our journey begin to be more and more exciting. Whatever our age, Lord, we thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for our journey until that one day when that journey ends. So be with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.